0: Enthusiasts. we are back on, the sec- on our second session with uh, UPB uh, you are listening uh, or watching Tecla podcast where we are all about uh, practical information about Tekla, how to make it more efficient and raise the uh, raise the efficiency and minimize the project mistakes uh, today's podcast uh, we recommend to watch from the YouTube video because we have some uh, uh, plugin demos. Uh, we have planned and uh, in our studio or in, in our podcast we have um, UPB representatives. UPB who don't know yet or didn't listen the last session, then uh, UPB offers integrated solutions for complex constructions. Steel, concrete, but also the aluminium facades that, uh, that is something uncommon to do with Tekla. They're offering from design, engineering, production, and until to the installation. UPB uh, uh, is located, uh, or no, the main HQ is located in Latvia and they are uh, almost uh, 30 years old. They have more than uh, 1800 employees. Uh, which includes almost uh, 200 engineers and uh, the turnover of uh, 2019 was 210 million euros that uh, had 60% went to uh, export and they are exporting to uh, 35 different countries. But today's topic that we would like to talk is about steel, aluminium, facades and glass And today we have two guests here, Artis uh, Aistruts, who is more on research and uh, he's head of research and development in UPB. Uh, He's probably working in UPB own Concrete Research Center also. He has done different kind of uh, publications. He has PhD degree and he he is giving uh, lectures in, in University or college. Uh, another second uh, guest who we have in our podcast today is Janis Goldmanis. He has uh, almost 10 years experience in UB and also with Tekla. He started with, uh, as a structural engineer and developed uh, to the project manager. In is now in Development Project Manager in UB and uh, he knows a lot about uh, this uh, structural engineering practical side so today we today's episode is dedicated to uh, facade uh, to aluminum facades uh, and with glass and how to do with the tecla structures so first of all I would like to ask uh, guys um, why UPB went to this uh, area or, or to this, uh, to this yes segment of doing uh, aluminum façades and especially with tecla structures that uh, out of the box don't have this kind of uh, very, very much tools uh, to work with. So um,
1: for façades, uh, uh, we were doing 2D design in uh, AutoCAD uh, until three years ago, when uh, the projects were becoming larger and larger, as well as more complex. Uh, normally, for facade industry, there are so, uh, these so-called system softwares, where each manufacturer of the profile system have their own system software, where you simply input the width and the height of your element window, and the software will output everything what is necessary for you. But uh, uh, these large projects, they normally have this problem that they require custom solutions. That uh, simply solutions from the catalog are not good enough. You have uh, more stricter requirements. And uh, because of this, uh, if we are not using system software, then we were using this AutoCAD, uh, where everything was done simply manually. But uh, as mentioned, the projects were growing more and more complex. And we already had a good experience uh, when we uh, transferred, uh, transformed design in the frame uh, for precast and steel from DVG to to Tecla. And we decided that we also have to change this design approach for facades. And we evaluated uh, several different softwares, uh, looking at them uh, like Revit, uh, SolidWorks, Tecla, uh, Katia. And uh, each of them uh, had some uh, advantages and disadvantages. But uh, in the end result, we chose Tecla uh, partly because we knew it's the best, uh, since it was the main software for our, uh, all of the other structures um, in the holding, but also because uh, it was very customizable. And for Tecla, uh, there were two main benefits that we knew that worked. First of all, Tecla was capable of handling very large models. And on the other hand, these models could also be very detailed. Uh, possibly Tecla wasn't the best at the detailing, uh, for facades for example if we look at solidworks where in solidworks it is much more suited for uh, fabrication for but it was a uh, SolidWorks versus capable of only handling one single element while tecla was capable of handling all of the uh, the whole model whatever the size of it is and uh, at that point when we are choosing this software uh, we looked at the customization possibilities through api and we decided that we will be able to customize tecla to the needs of our facade division at that time.
0: So you have done all these uh, um, extra developments with the API. You didn't use custom components or, or grasshopper. Everything is uh, the advantage game or the tecla modeling uh, game through your API developments.
2: Uh, yeah, the, the, the short one to answer is yes, but uh, it needs kind of explanation and why uh the first thing is uh, well, well intactly you can model whatever you want but uh, it's like a, okay that's good but for facades actually the big question is how because facade is so much more complex than uh, concrete and steel it's like a way more complex and the question is how would you do that what's the prince what are the principles how, what is the assembly? The, all these the questions, and uh, to understand that we made this let's say R and D team for specifically to implement uh, tackling in facade the unit, and uh, we made this team from tackle experts, from that's from the let's say we, we call it heavy division, which is steel and concrete, and uh, and also uh, facade experts. So they understand what what actually has to be done. And these super TACLA experts uh, can uh, can change these things into, they understand what can we do with Tecla, and facade experts can say what we have to do. And based on these two, uh, how to say experiences, and we came up with a, let's say, a standard to, to model facades in Tecla. Uh, in other words, that's our view how to do things. You can do well in million different ways, but we made this. Uh, we think that's the best way because we had this huge experience with Techlab. Well, designing by itself, and then many years experience and uh, let's say big experience with a big project in uh, InfoSafe division. Okay, it was in two uh, uh, D, but anyway, we understand the needs from designing, and also we have our uh, manufacturing, no fa- uh, manufacturing, and and also we included that thing as well because we have to give information to the factory to produce these things, and these are the let's say the three mi- main uh, pillars uh, to to develop these. Uh, standard to do this and then when we had the standard we made tools to make it faster because well that's that just the standard is just a document how you how to say managing classified information and uh, but you can do that in Tecla well by default settings and but it's a very long time and very unmanageable let's say that and based on that we understand okay we need to make tools for that for that for that and that once we made these tools, then uh, we we can say, okay, now we can start work in Tacla based on our uh, standard to do things, and in much sensible way and time. That's the like the overall things, and Janis can like go deeper in some issues and topics. Okay, good before we
0: jump into the to the demonstration how you are using or how goes the workflow with your tools uh, what do you think how much faster now is uh, more or less you with your tools these kind of uh, creating these elements and these projects than comparing to before and and what are the um, struggle
1: points still that you have? Uh, it's again, it's uh, hard to evaluate uh, with the exact numbers, but um, w- what we know was that um, at the beginning, uh, when we adapted TechLab, uh, it was of course a uh, uh, slower during the, uh, at the start, uh, but after some three or four projects, we are currently, uh, we, uh, after four projects, we knew that we are at similar speed at that time as we were with the autocad but uh it was day and night difference what we were actually doing that uh, uh the project sizes uh how to say it, uh the time it takes to, to generate quantity takeoffs and so on uh they don't uh rise uh, linearly uh, with the increase of the project they rise exponentially the larger the project the harder it is to manage it and uh with uh, AutoCAD, our limits what we are doing were uh, projects the sizes of something like 500 elements that were manageable. With TechLab, it is now possible we have done projects with 3,000 elements where the project is manageable within one single very large model. And uh, it's not uh, the point is not the speed. The point is that we are en- uh, we, ha- we have enabled this process that we can even handle a project. With the same team, we can handle six times larger projects. And in AutoCAD, it would simply be impossible. As well as the information that we are getting for manufacturing. Uh, um, the other stages of the construction, manufacturing, uh, assembly, logistics, they didn't even know that we, uh, uh, the capabilities that the designers could produce this quantity of data for them, that as all of the other processes can afterwards be improved. In the construction cycle, and uh, and now when we have done even more projects, we are la- we are learning uh, better and more advanced methods, developing new tools that also the speed increases. Uh, that I would say that now even the speed is faster, but uh, the main important thing is that uh, uh, the projects that we wouldn't even be capable of doing, and this information quantity. Uh, uh, I would also want to point the importance of this uh, useful information, not simply a lot of data, but information that is extracted from the model and actually used in useful ways in, along the chain of the construction process.
0: Can Can you give me some examples uh, where do you use this uh, information in ERP, logistics, in uh, in your production installation? What kind of uh, information do you use?
1: So. Um when the engineers produce the model uh, at the very beginning it's a very rough sketch Uh, but uh, this information uh, contains for example the overall sizes of the elements and their locations Uh, this data is immediately accessible to the assembly team as 3d model and they can immediately plan installation sequence in what sequence they want to install the elements, which facade comes first together with the project manager. Uh, Afterwards, this information comes uh, immediately, arrives uh, to the factory, and they can plan uh, the manufacturing processes. And they already know uh, the rough sizes of the elements, of what profiles, what kind of bars these elements are consisting of. For facades, the uh, material orders are very important. Uh, the schedule of them since uh, some of the materials take something like three months to arrive after ordering. And so we need this information uh, as soon as possible. And uh, so it's possible to extract this information and immediately also order the materials. Uh, For facades, a unique thing is that material is very expensive, uh, much more expensive relatively than uh, precast concrete or steel. And so we also need to be efficient with material orders for manufacturing. And from this 3D model, we can very quickly extract data about uh, we have 20 kilometers total part length of some kind of uh, aluminum profile. And we can immediately optimize uh, what, uh, how many bars and what length bars uh, we need to order uh, so that we can now afterwards nest our parts within these bars, for example. And at any moment, uh, the uh, assembly sequence can change due to unexpected actions. There are always changes during uh, facade design. And for us, this process doesn't matter since we simply get these new installation sequences from the assembly teams. And we can do uh, material re-optimizations, change the manufacturing order so that everything is done efficiently. Along these further stages. And this information, all of this uh, quantity takeoffs, uh, which stage needs to be manufactured first, what kind of uh, quantities need to be prepared for this stage, is done automatically. Then, compared to AutoCAD, where somebody would have to look at the facade drawing and do manual calculations, uh, how many of what are in this particular order. And not to even mention uh, the quantity takeoffs overall compared uh, when we are looking at. Uh, Beam model, how easy it is to generate quantity takeoff, and when we look at the DVG. For precast panels or for steel, it is a little bit simpler. You simply have your main beam profile, you have this length of the profile which you add together. Uh, Or for precast wall, you simply need to calculate the total volume, and the hardest part would be generating bending schedule for facades meanwhile you have this unitized element it consists of something uh, from two to four hundred unique parts and you have to calculate how many of what parts uh, they are very widely different a uh, lot of small interlocking pieces and you th- need to know how many uh, and uh, where they are located in it, which element they are assigned to uh, previously i would say so i think we had calculated that the uh, quantity takeoffs uh, uh, for DVG, uh, 2D planning took something like 17% of engineers' time. Simply generates the quantity takeoffs. While in Tecla, it's uh, almost immediate, I would say, that we are taking this data and pushing it into ERP system for the purchasing department.
0: Yeah, especially if there are any changes, then uh, you are doing the job again. <laughs> so it goes crazy. OK, so uh, I'm very interested of seeing uh, a demo and hearing h- how you are doing uh, this kind of like um, uh, facade elements in Decla structures in in uh, in upB can you give me some a short demo
1: of how it goes uh, I would say uh, I will show a demo uh, of our tools that we have developed um, like uh, I suppose you can imagine that uh, normally, you can simply open Tecla software and manually draw some beams, And instead, we have developed a set of tools how to quickly uh, push more highly detailed information into Tecla. So design normally for facades uh, starts with a 2D uh, sketch uh, in DVG, uh, where the design engineers have developed the sketch. And first step for us, uh, we need to get all of these unique profiles into Tekla. Since Tekla, of course, normally it's a catalog consists of the normal double T beams and so on. For facades, each project consists of these unique cross sections, and uh, we have developed this tool where you can simply import uh, multiple DVG files, which consist of these uh, unique cross sections. We find unique blocks that you have in these files, as, a, as well as provide functionality to uh makes them a little bit less detailed since when you will cover your very large model with uh multiple hundreds of thousands of these parts every little line counts to make them a little more simple ones and after the push of a button all of these cross sections at the same time is imported into Tecla. um afterwards uh you need to generate your uh main frame of your building uh, there are two types of stick facades uh, first are unitized element facades and the others are stick facades and uh, for us by far the largest qu- uh, quantity of what we do is a uh, unitized element facades and so for them we have dealt the most uh, robust uh, advanced tool just uh, called unitized element within which uh, you can define all your frame geometry so that you don't have to do it by hand drawing these separate pieces and uh the interface is relatively easy you simply choose where, where and what you want to split as well as as uh, uh modify the dimensions and you get what you need and uh, this is intended that uh, you look at also at your drawings what the engineer has designed and you recreate it uh, in tech Lab. and afterwards you can also save it as a library file and copy it in hundreds of places where well, however is necessary meanwhile for stick facades uh, they are normally not as uh, unitized. They are simply your whole facade is one large assembly normally, and then for this uh, for this type of thing, we have developed a direct modeling tool. Uh, it's intended that you have your reference in the background from the architect, where it's already decided where you uh, where your aluminium profiles need to be located, at. and then it's also similar that you can simply select where you want your beams to have. Where you want your beams to be, and there are several options how to do it. You can either simply uh, click spaces one by one, or you can generate an array of beams. And as well as there are automatically different options for vertical and horizontal sticks, uh, since oftentimes they have different these profiles. Uh, the idea is also then also uh, to do uh, the idea is to quickly generate your whole grid of your. Uh, Load-bearing aluminum profiles, and then uh, also, of course, adjust some attributes or parameters, how they are rotated, and so on. <clears throat> and uh, so, and uh, of course, you can also do it by hand during this process. You can simply, uh, you the uh, so first thing, of course, you generate this cross-section and and then you can also repeat this process by hand without any special tool. Uh, but what our tool enables. Is that you? Afterwards, have dimension control of all your openings. How near is adjacent beams? At any point, you can see these dimensions. Uh, next thing is also uh, splitting your beams. You can either uh, automatically split at some uh, kind of a point, or automatically split uh, the horizontal beam at all of the vertical intersections, so, the, so that you can uh, quickly generate these individual parts by. Uh, just sketching your whole facade and so here you already have your uh, i would say low level of detail uh, stick arrangement of uh, vertical and horizontal sticks you can click on any stick uh, see these dimensions and uh, if necessary you can also of course adjust, adjust them uh, by this uh, direct modeling controls uh, as an example here click on a beam click on a dimension adjust uh the size of the dimensions the beam will be adjusted and you can do these micro adjustments or you can do global adjustments for this whole facade uh, for example changing the, the material the surface treatments and so on of these profiles uh, next steps is uh, adding additional complexity to these profiles and this is only load-bearing profile but the facades consist of a lot of different parts uh, so-called profile sets which is uh, uh, gaskets glass covers and other different profiles and what we do is uh, we have developed a tool where we can take this 2d dvg detail import it into our tool and we will find what kind of pa- uh, blocks you have in this dvg file and automatically recreate the situation in tekla so that you don't have to draw these beams one by one but you have them positioned the same way that you have them in dvg and uh, afterwards you can uh, adjust all of the attributes, start positions, numberings, materials, and so on. And save it as a library file to afterwards add it everywhere else where you would want to uh, have. And Here you can see with a click of buttons, I uh, quickly change these uh, detail types that I would want. And there are different ways how so you can insert. You can insert it uh, quickly, either along the whole length of the element, or you can also choose some kind of I- intervals where you want to insert this uh, more complex uh, this complexity on top of your main profile your, your main part or simply for example along the whole length of your facade it depends of uh, what kind of detailing you want is, is this a, is this a low level sales detailing where you can have one very large beam across your whole facade or you need a very highly detailed for manufacturing where everything needs to be exact with the end finishings and so on And again, it's a matter of a few buttons. You can change it to different types. Uh, So using this tool, you can quickly get all of your bar uh, profile gaskets and so on into the model. Uh, I'll spend some more time uh, adjusting it. Uh, uh, Here you can see that I have previously uh, copied out from my main design file these uh, vertical and horizontal profile sets. I'll quickly adjust them a little bit. So that it looks good for the purpose where it's meant to be. And afterwards, I add added in, uh, uh, copied in other places where it's necessary, and so that I can uh, do further detailing of this facade. So, but it should be as simple as uh, this. Um, next uh, <clears throat> comes uh, joining these profiles together. Uh, so, first of all, adding the correct uh, horizontal profile set. Again, it's simply choosing the files from your library instead of generating them by hand again again, as and uh, uh, this Our philosophy is that information should be generated once. And here, the design engineer has already generated information of what your details should look like. And we are not rec- recreating all of these positions by hand in Tecla. We are taking this the source of this DVG and simply transforming it from DVG to Tecla. Um, when we, uh, this I would say now is relatively uh, low level of detail of facade where we have these profiles and they are somehow like uh, without connections without fitting joined together. Uh, what we can do now is uh, we have dealt a tool that uh, quickly uh, creates the correct fittings so that we would get, get a higher level of detail and for most profiles that is uh, everything that you need for LOD 450. for this load bearing profiles you need custom connections. While for these other external profiles, usually you simply need to fit them with correct angles together. And uh, we have developed a tool that works. Uh, it works either with our components or it works uh, simply with separately drawn uh, tackle parts. It doesn't matter how you have gotten these parts in tackle, but you simply select one batch of parts, you select a different batch of parts, and this tool will pair them together. Uh, by default, it matches parts together by, uh, by its uh, profile. While you can also set up uh, custom pairings. Uh, one problem is that all of these uh, profiles are named by their art articles, which are simply a string of numbers. And even designers often get lost uh, which is which. And we have developed a visual system where, with the mouse over, we show which particular bar it is in the model. Uh, you can choose them, you can adjust the connection type if it's a perpendicular or it's a, along the the of fitting, and uh, you get your correct net length of your profiles, which is, will be necessary for the cutting processes. And afterwards, it's also uh, joining together these profile sets with uh, various uh, situations. So first of all, it is a, a tight fitting right along this main uh, vertical bar. And otherwise, it's also impossible to adjust these positions offsets to what would be necessary. And you spend some amount of time uh, generating settings for your co- connection in one single place like this. It took, uh, you see that this is like uh, almost uh, um, without any sp- speeding up. It takes something like a minute to set it up. And afterwards, you can copy it to all of the other situations where it replicates. Since uh, unitized the facades, they have these custom solutions, custom profiles, but the connections are usually uh repeating in some kind of pattern in lots of places um some r- normal stick side connections they have uh some connections are repeating in thousands of places and then it's a matter of uh, process how we can quickly instead copy these settings to all of these other places but uh you don't recreate the information you create information once for your detail and then you repeat it everywhere else um, then for facades one of, one of the major topics would, uh, should be insulated glass units, insulated glass pa- packets, where we have a tool where you uh, define the perimeter of, of your beams, which can be non-regular shapes. And uh, it inserts this uh, packet, And then it's simply uh, defining the positional settings as uh, well as, as uh, the packet structure itself. Here you can see that I tried to replicate this uh, drawings information, how it's positioned. Here's the visible and older version, we have since upgraded it to a more intuitive one so that I don't have to try out minus and plus values. And uh, as well as you can see the speed with which I can uh, adjust the structure of my packet, the sizes of the the voids and the layers themselves and so on. And afterwards also, I generate these settings once uh, for this type of a packet and afterwards it should be easy to insert this type of packet everywhere else where it's necessary. <clears throat> and uh, then it's uh, this additional detailing. So, uh, so uh, for the packet was already introduced in this place as necessary. Then for windows, for example, if you have a, a window that can be opened, it requires additional parts. And then you can create it modular that with one, pl- with with one input you insert some information uh, that is almost everywhere and then for some openings you can insert more detailed uh, additional information about uh, the window accessories Um, and then there are different types of fillings for example one was this insulated glass packet another type uh, that we often encounter are um, bent uh, sheets uh, as covers for insulation and i would say it's uh, a it's easy to uh make it as a custom component for fixed situation but these custom components uh are hard to adapt for different cases if you have for example four edges five edges or six edges and uh possible non-regular corners all of them are just while with plugins it's easier to ensure uh, stability that they are working from one model to another model so and uh, uh with such modular steps, as an example, we can recreate the facade with the detail and levels that's necessary for us, adding custom components on top of it. Additionally, we try to ensure that our plugins work with uh, more advanced optimization methods, uh, as like for example, Grasshopper, where uh, Grasshopper is very good at, uh, first of all, uh, generating Some unique uh, organic forms. Um, Here I will show an example where I generate a Voronoi pattern, for example. Uh, It's quite easy and quick to do. Of course, it's harder to replicate something that the Arctic has already done, but if you want something weird, then you can easily create it yourself, for example, like this. And then we can uh, combine together Grasshopper uh, with our plugin uh, to very easily recreate this packet type that we want to within these openings. And if we calculate that we, for example, need some different thermal resistance or something like that, we can simply change the catalog entry and immediately update all of these packets like this. And we get this uh, detailed model with the push of these buttons. Uh, Since then, what we have done, we we have made these, since the creation of this video, we have made these packets uh, more Uh, with a higher LOD, inserting also the spacers, so it uh, looks uh, better. And uh, we we are also now trying to push this workflow uh, where you are working with the whole facade at once, also for normal engineers. They have uh, scripts and applications available where they select the whole facade and something is being inserted. And it is also joined together with calculations. How fun it was
0: doing uh, at first, these facades without any oh, these kind of developments one by one manually doing these beams and, and columns and the connections that I I think I would go crazy. But in this demo, it, it looked really easy.
1: Well, it was uh, uh, a lot of experiment, experimentation uh, with the correct approach. Uh Hvart's previously mentioned, uh, we have developed this standard, but uh in order to develop the standard, we had to go through different iterations of uh, models, different projects, where we tried different approaches. At the very first model, for example, all of us were Techla experts. And so we decided that uh, the custom components are quite good. We will simply generate very super complex uh, custom components. But that didn't work. And we had to finish the project with manual methods. And then with the next project, we decided, OK, uh, the tech custom com- component doesn't work as a main frame of the element, but we can instead uh, the process itself is good enough. We will simply replace this custom component with a plugin, and we know we know, know that the plugin was uh, good enough to accept all of this um, other inputs in order to be stable and good working and be parametric.
0: As I understood now, this. Uh plugins have been done with the open API so and you mentioned that the custom components were not enough at some point uh, can you tell some recommendations so until what point you still think that custom components are good and, and uh, from what point you, you prefer or you recommend to go to open API
1: so um, <clears throat> connections should definitely be uh, custom components since they are unique from project to project, and it is almost impossible to make a comprehensive plugin that solves everything. Uh, The connection uh, uh, creators that was shown in the demo, which uh, made these fittings, it's also the purpose is only to make fittings. And if you need to do some custom bolt connections with inside connectors, the idea is that you make it as a custom component, and then you import it within this tool. You should definitely uh, think about doing uh, plugins if uh, you have a creation criteria. With some places, you need to create something. And with other places, you don't need to create something. Uh, For example, this unitized frame, uh, normally uh, for unitized elements, they look the same. But they have some kind of a small difference. For example, every second element possibly doesn't contain middle vertical beam. And although it sounds in theory, this idea that something is created for one element and something isn't created for the next element, uh, it's either two different custom components, uh, two different, or it is a plugin that can handle all of the cases. It shouldn't be one complex custom component that can interact. And also a very big no-no is custom component, parametric custom components within parametric custom components it will collapse very quickly. Your project will stop working as expected. And these uh, facades are so complex that at the very beginning, it was the only choice how we could solve this parametric facade somehow without any other tools. We had to make these components within components. And the result was that we had to explode everything and do everything by hand. It was a painful mistake that we learned.
0: That's good to learn from others' mistakes and not do them ourselves. Uh, One interesting, uh, one question that I got through my mind is, uh, can you tell more or less how much time or effort have you put on these custom components of uh, this API plugin developments?
2: Uh, It's more or less about 4,000 man hours. It's something about that. And it's a it's an hours and time is like I don't know three years maybe. If we take out this uh, huge experience in Tecla or facades, well, you can't do that just with developers like random development company. That's that let's uh, I would say the developing part is the easiest. That's just like programming and uh, it's no big deal, but. The, the biggest issues probably was yeah where the, with these things how to do this as i mentioned before this standard thing what is the assembly what is the component what is uh the plugin and so on and well at the, as Janis mentioned well at the beginning you think yeah that that should work because it worked with uh steel or concrete but the as he said before one element in uh, precast wall is like i don't know how many detailed in uh, in in-cast details like 20 max if we don't count rebars by each rebar as an item but in facade element it's uh, 200 And, and even the holes and so on so this the usual approach works on the paper but in reality it doesn't work so that try and error and try and fail was the actual uh, the, the only way to, 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 to go and yeah that i think this r d part was the crucial and most difficult yes I, I can imagine similar kind
0: of stories i have heard in other places also even if when someone is doing uh, eShop for example my, my friend was doing and then he, he invested a lot of money of creating themselves one uh, eShop uh, platform and uh, several many thousands of euros and in the end somebody came and asked like okay wh- why didn't you use the ready solution they are they are a big team behind that and and they're improving it every daily and, and it's uh, in the end it goes much cheaper and then the, the updates also. So she, she went also on this like ready-made solution. So as I understood, uh, these tools are also available in, in warehouse or where, where people can get these tools. So is it available somewhere
2: for other? Yeah, we have published them on Cycle Warehouse. And uh, there's also a lot of videos and also a lot of manuals how so to work with them and at this point we have like testing phase to, un- to calibrate it uh, and adjust to different business approaches as i said before we made the standard and these tools based on several other company experiences but mainly on our and, uh, and we have to understand whether it worked completely with every every possible company well in the world so yeah they are in uh, Tackle Warehouse and right now what do
0: you think uh, who who would be the uh, customers or the the companies who would benefit uh, from this uh, these kind of tools the most and, and who should definitely go and check them out then?
1: the most beneficiary would be companies who have just uh, who are trying to transfer from 2D DVG to Tecla or from any other software uh, that they come to Tecla since they don't have to figure out uh, things themselves, uh, the very basic things, for example, how to draw this insulated glass packet, they already have this tool where they can quickly, uh, very inexperienced user can take the tools and generate already relatively complex facade in an easy amount of time. Since, uh, and uh, also for more advanced companies, it would, it would be helpful. Because other alternatives are that you need Very experienced users who are capable of creating quickly uh, complex custom components to replicate the same process that we are doing uh, with these components with with our plugins. And we are, uh, what the tools achieve is uh, lowering the bar of entry, uh, the qualifications of the users necessary. Since uh, for precast and steel, I would say the bar is much lower. uh, How qualified engineers you need in order to generate uh, optimum workflow. For facades, it is much higher, and these plugins lower this. Uh,
0: definitely, I would recommend also to go see these uh, warehouse tools. They all have separate videos how to use each tool, uh, quite uh, and then good uh, documentation. So, test them out and uh, let us know uh, how it worked. For the last question, do you have any? any recommendations how, how these Tecla engineers can reduce their mistakes more even and, and uh, raise their efficiency. One thing is to use of course these tools, And but do you have any other kind of uh, recommendations that you, that you think that would help to reduce project mistakes and, and raise the uh, efficiency of how fast they can
1: get these results? mistakes could be eliminated if you uh don't try to do something more complex if you haven't learned how to do something with simpler methods that uh so how to say it? Uh, first of all you should really learn tackle's basic functionality like do something manually next step would be that you learn how to do automatized Tecla. How to how to make custom components, but still uh, like simple custom components, like uh, simple drawing templates. When you have learned that one, only then you should uh take the next step code how, how to create parametric custom components. And with time, possibly then uh also introduce how to use uh, Grasshopper to automatize this insertion of the parametric custom components. And uh each of these steps, uh like no matter the method that you do. Uh, you should make them simple ones. Separate your workflow into simple steps. Uh, Don't create one super custom component or super grasperscript script that does everything since it will be very hard to uh, debug it, understand the mistakes within it if something's not working as expected. Instead, separate everything into small modular steps. Separate small custom components that uh, combine together achieves what is necessary for you. Similar approach is uh, for these our facade plugins, but we don't have like one button and everything happens. Instead, we instead we have these separate steps: generate the frame, uh, library item, and copy this frame where it's necessary. Uh, add these profiles sets on top of it. Add separate glass packets, and when combined together, you have your higher level of detail facade.
0: Do you have any final recommendations or wishes for
1: for our tech warriors? I would recommend to. And never stop improving yourself that uh, the more you the more you learn the more you understand uh, how much you don't know yet <laughs> and th- that's applicable for any step that uh, anything that you do in tecla that you think is possibly like repetitive or um, like inefficient most probably there's some way how to solve it and most probably somebody has already solved how to do it uh, more efficiently and you simply have to uh, reach outside of your comfort zone and learn this method how to do something better okay thank you very much Artis and
0: Janis your, your information was uh, really useful and uh, hopefully uh, it helps someone to be more courageful and and go with the Decla structure also do the Arunvilm facade so if they are already have been trying then at least uh, definitely go and and try out uh, your plugins. And uh, I I wish this uh, on this way uh, many luck for the users and and tech structures and engineers. And it's not so so complicated anymore as I at first was thinking. So uh, have courage and jump in. Thank you very much, guys, and take care.